I do two hours at one time. So I'm trying to break this down into a half an hour. So are you going to help me? Okay. The one thing that I desire more than anything is for everyone to know the word and to understand the word. And I thank God for each one of you that are here today because I know that you're interested in what God is doing and what he wants to do in your life. And um, talking about Pastor Ina, I tell you, we're sisters, but we're also sisters in Christ. She's my prayer partner. I tell you, I've been so proud of her, of the challenges that she's had in the last few months. But God has given her the courage. You know, God gives courage to we women, doesn't he? And uh, I know that the Lord is going to bless you today for coming out. So you pray for me that I can get this done in a half an hour, okay? I I promise you I'm going to try. You know, life is a journey. And I know that walking through life, we can take and look back where we've been, where we're going. But God wants us to be blessed on this journey. And he wants us to understand that he loves us with all of his heart. And I know that God loves us because he knows that we're not perfect He knows that we have to look to him for everything. And what I want you to understand, which you already know, because I know you have fantastic teachers, but I want you to understand of how much God loves you. Even though you've heard this many, many times, I want you to hear it again of how much God really loves you. I want you to put your arms around yourself and say, God loves me. You may not think anybody else loves you. I've said this before, but God loves you and that we're not alone, and that he's looking out for us. He knows us better than ourselves. And I can compare it to two things, uh, just to give you an example. Whenever my father went off to the war in World War II, one of the things that he did is he sat down with my mom, and he began to kind of know what countries that he might be in. And so they sat down, and because she was afraid, and he was afraid, Because, you know, you don't know if you're ever going to return at all. So what they did was, uh, he was a dentist by profession, and he volunteered. And so they sat down with a map, and on that map, they took, and maybe it was this place in France, and they would put a name, maybe it was Loy, or maybe it was Anne, or maybe it was Peggy, people that they knew. And so as my, you know, in that time, they didn't have cell phones, You didn't have any way to communicate by Zoom or whatever, but they had to do it by letter. And I remember my mother would get those letters, and in those letters she'd know, oh, he's okay, he's fine. You know, he really loved her, and he wanted her to be safe. And so uh, many, many times uh, God knows our heart, and he knows how much that he loves us, and he wants us to be safe. But I want you to understand how much he loves us. I know you think he does, but we get caught up with life. And we get caught up with things. And we forget how much God loves us. I can almost compare it to my love for my husband. I love him so much. And uh, there are times that things happen. But I love him in in the manner that I'm excited to hear his voice. I'm excited to know where he is. In fact, is we communicate all during the day. Honey, I'm here. Honey, I'm there. He tracks me on the phone because he loves me and I love him. And the other thing is that I really don't want to disappoint him at all. He's such a kind man. He's such a wonderful man. And, you know, I compare it to Jesus. You know, how much God really loves us and how much that he looks at us and he has us in mind. But we forget how much he has us in mind. And, uh, you know, we want to hear his voice. And we have to listen and know that he cares about everything about us. So what I want to talk about just for a few minutes is the power of a pure heart. And you have that handout in front of you. And the reason that I have that is, like, I want you to understand it, to take it home with you. I'm a teacher. I, I, I probably print too much stuff. But I want you to know that God wants you to have a victorious Christian life. He wants you to be excited about your life. But he's also got some guidelines that we have to follow. I have to follow. That is going to be amazing of how he's going to bless us. I don't know about you, but I want the blessings of Abraham. Do you? 
And if you don't want them, I'll give them to me because I want God to bless me. And I want him to be pleased with me. One of the greatest fears that I have is that, God, I just want to please you. I'm sorry, I don't want to please you. I don't want to please you. I don't want to please anybody. I want to please God. Turn to somebody and say, I want to please God. So what we're going to talk about is that you do not understand how much power you have. You have so much power, and a lot of times life will bog you down, and you will forget how much power we have in knowing Jesus and knowing his word and knowing how we can use his word in our lives. And uh, so to keep on track here, I'm going to use the handout. It says in... Proverbs 4.23, and uh, I want you to read that out loud, and the reason that I do is this. I know that the, the word of God is powerful, and whenever you read the word, it's just like hitting Satan right in the face, and I want you to read this with gusto because I know you have a pure heart, and I know that you are working, at least I am, I have to work on it every minute of every day to, uh, about having a powerful, pure heart. So the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, it says, let's read it together. Above. Wow, to guard our heart. And we forget about guarding our heart. But if you think about it, in the next paragraph there, it says, our heart is the source of our what? Our thoughts, our attitudes, our beliefs, our actions. And it's really important that we guard our heart. You know, I, I know that I can't remember if it was in scripture or not, but, you know, a lot of times whenever you come into the presence of people, what is usually in their heart comes what? right out their mouth. I had a guy that signed up for one of my classes and he was standing there. Never met him before in all of my life. And he just began to pour his whole life. I mean, he went way back. And this is what people will do to you whenever you begin to study his word and whenever you begin to build a relationship with him. It's important that you understand the devil can quote scriptures. You can quote scriptures. You can memorize scriptures. But the most important thing that God wants us to have through his word and what we're doing on a daily basis is our relationship with him. When my father was traveling along all those different areas, he was showing how much he loved my mother by our relationship. Every time I think about my husband and the different things that we've gone through in our lives, you know, we were building a relationship. And it takes time. It takes a lot of work to build a relationship. How many of you know that? I mean, we don't all, we're not perfect, and we all have our different things and our different thoughts. Thank God we're not alike, because if we were alike, we'd be quite boring, wouldn't it? It says, our hearts are truly who we are. It is truly who we are. And I want to use an example. Anna and I were laughing earlier today. I want to use Samuel. In the Bible, it says, whenever Saul had lost his anointing. Samuel the prophet. Remember Sam, you know, in the biblical times in the Old Testament before the Holy Spirit was really come forth, there were prophets that God spoke through. And in those prophets, he would begin to tell them, you know, you remember he went, a prophet came to David and said, David, you have sinned. And I mean, they were really used by God. But Samuel was extremely special, if I can get the word out, because remember that his mother gave him to the Lord and he was in the temple and he was taught and he learned. But the one thing about Samuel that was so good is that he obeyed God. It's hard to obey sometimes, isn't it? It's hard to go by God's word. But Samuel obeyed the Lord. So when the time came and Saul had messed up, the anointing had left him. And so he was left to find another person to replace him. And it says that, you know, he says, well, God, you know, I know I need to look around, but he said, uh, Samuel will kill me if I uh, mess up. 
because he was not really happy with the Lord, and he wasn't happy with everybody else. So it says in his words that God gave him instructions and said, Samuel, I want you to go to this particular place. And he said, but God, they'll kill me there. And he said, look, you go and you pretend that you're going to do a sacrifice. And when you're there, then I will show you what to do. I love the part because God has such a sense of humor. But I want to tell you, we are powerful. Turn to somebody and say, I'm powerful. Because we're loaded with the Holy Spirit. Samuel was so powerful that this is what Anna and I were laughing about. And it says, and it came, this is in uh, Sam, 1 Samuel 16, it says, and it came to pass that when they were come, he looked on Elabad and said, I pronounced that wrong, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance, but on his height of his stature. Basically, he had come into this camp, and what he had done was, the elders were standing there, and they saw Samuel coming. See, God can make you so powerful that whenever that the power of the Lord is on you, and look, we're, not, we're all in God's sight. We all can be powerful, amen? We just have to be loaded with the Word of God, and we have to be loaded with the Holy Spirit. Tell somebody, I'm loaded with the Holy Spirit. So Samuel was so loaded with the anointing of the Lord that he came into the camp and he said, and says, and Samuel did which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem and the elders of the town trembled as he was coming. And they said, comest thou in peace? (laughs) And he said, peaceably, I come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come unto me to the sacrifice. And he sacrificed Jesse and his sons and called them to sacrifice. So basically just to ad lib, he was there and they were fearful of him. You know, we as Christians are really missing the mark here of how God wants to use each one of us. You have power in you that can take and do for healing all kinds of miracles. It is in you. We are loaded. And what we fail to do is we fail to use it. Because sometimes we want to shrink back just like the elders did there. They didn't want, you know, they were afraid of him because they knew that the anointing was upon him. But basically he did, he came into the camp and he was looking upon this guy and he said, you know, well, he looks like a king. He sure is handsome. He acts like a king. But then the Lord spoke to him and said, he's not the one. That's not the one that I choose. And the reason that he did not choose him is because he says, I see his heart. See, God sees your heart. And he chooses whom he pleases. And that's the reason that we need, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what your background was or how much you messed up or how much you're going to mess up in the future. The whole thing is that God wants us to know that we need to have a pure heart and that we need to come before him for that. So in the handout, again, let's look at it. It says, um, and God, God cannot be fooled. I'm reading the last sentence there. And God cannot be fooled by our appearance, our words, or even our action. He knows who we really are, and he sees our hearts. You know, sometimes we can really be, I'm just going to say it, sometimes I can be really misinformed, just call myself dumb. Thinking that God, I have to tell God everything about myself, when in actuality, God knows me better than I know myself. It says in his word, what, that he has in your, the palm of his hand. He knows every hair on your head. What is wrong with us that we cannot really realize how much God loves us and how much he wants us to prosper and how much he wants to bless us? God wants to bless us beyond our own thinking. He loves us so much, and he knows us better than we know ourselves. And the second item that I have there is says, every Christian has two opposing minds. And we already know that. You know, we want to do good, and what do we do? Sometimes we don't do good, do we? we but sometimes we do evil, and we don't want to do evil. And you say, well, I don't do evil. Well, I have to tell you, we're going to sin, and we've come into this world, to, and we, you know, we're not perfect, and we're probably going to sin to our last breath. But the greatest thing is, is that God will forgive us of our sins. Isn't that wonderful? But it's a mindset that we have to look at at all times. You have to be on guard. 
because this world system is after you, isn't it? We have so many things that are going to take and come in our way. I'm going to read the uh, a little bit down. It says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Wow. God sees us. He's looking at us. You know, when some things are not going the, right, the way that we think it should, whenever it doesn't come out like it should, the one thing I have to do is I have to begin to examine my heart. And, you know, we think, well, God, I, well, I don't think of anything that I've done. But then if we start examining it, God will show you uh, something that's in the block, that's in the way. I look at it this way. You know, you can be a great prayer person, but if you have sin in your life, is God going to hear you? No, because what he's going to do is there's a block there. And he says, you know, now, Janie, you know that you've done this and this and this, and you need to repent of that sin. Now, I'm not talking about condemnation. I'm talking about conviction of how God will make us aware of the things that are in our heart. Amen? So what we have to have is a new mindset. And the one thing that I think is so great and so wonderful is that whenever Jesus died on the cross, whenever he shed his blood for us, wow, did he really give us some things that we can take to live by and live a victorious Christian life. You know, the thing is, is that he gave us what? In our body, soul, and spirit, we can work on those areas. But the thing that's going to help us more than anything is, our, is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is faithful to show us some things. I handed out two little handouts here that you can take and you can read these on your own. But I want to tell you that the devil is deceitful. He is going to do things to you. I, this may sound a little weird to you. But, you know, what the devil wants to do is to tie you up and to put you in a different direction. What the devil will do to you is that whenever you are in sin, he will take and you will read a scripture and then you'll start taking and making that scripture say what you want it to say. I know I had one of my kids that I'm not going to reveal. I want to tell you they fell into, they knew the Lord. They were raised in the church. They knew the direction that they were going. They did all kinds of things for the Lord. And then all of a sudden, I could not believe how that they fell into sin. And they would come to us and say, well, she would, I might as well say, she would come to us and say, well, now, Mother, here is the Word of God. And, Dad, here is the Word of God. And this is what it said. But what they were doing was they were interpreting it the way they wanted it to sound. They were deceived, totally deceived. But the thing that I love about the Lord is this. When we are deceived, he still loves us unconditionally, doesn't he? He loves us and he watches us. He lets us have our own way, our own free will. And so what we did was we loved her unconditionally. We told her we didn't like the ways that you were doing. We know that you are interpreting the word of God in the way that you want it to sound. She even had pastors that came and, you know, now they, this is the way that it says. And I says, that is not what the word of the Lord says, but we love you. We're going to still fellowship with you. We're still going to stick beside you. But deceit is so subtle. I put it this way. You know, this, Satan is out to hook you. He's out to hook you in. And in this world system, there's so many things that would take and be there for us to be hooked in. One of the areas could be gossip. You know, years ago, I found myself gossiping. And I thought, well, it's the truth, you know, but I was listening to it. And then you know how gossip starts when it goes from this person to that person, that person. It gets bigger and bigger and gets all distorted and so forth. And the Lord showed me, you are in sin, Janie. I said, but God, I mean, I, you know, and it, of course it's got to be in the church. You know, Christians can be the meanest things ever. And the Lord really convicted me. He said, you've got to get rid of this person that person, and that person. I said, but God, they love you. I know they love you, but you're in sin. And I remember there were 14 people that I had to get out of my life. 
And I'll tell you, I had no one then, just my sister, no one then. But you know what? I really began to realize that I was being deceived. You know, because every time I saw that person, what they had told me about that person, I didn't see that person. I couldn't even see the love of the Lord in them. All I saw was what they told me about them. So Satan will take and deceive you. That's how Eve got deceived. You know, I don't believe that Satan came to her and said, oh, hey, here, Eve, have a bite. I believe that Satan came to her and said, hey, Eve, now let me tell you something. God really loves you. He's not going to do anything against you. And he says, why don't we sit down and have a cup of tea, and let's just talk this thing over. And by the way, on the way over here, grab that, uh, that fruit off of that tree and come and sit down. Satan will deceive you. We have to guard our heart, and we've got to guard it in so many ways. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and to say that what you need to do is I have friends that they really want to run their life and look at the lifestyle off of Facebook. They want to take Instagram. They think it's going to be, you know, this is the way life is. That is not life. Life is in the Word of God. And, you know, when you do that, they become deceived, and it causes problems in relationships. God, you have to watch your, what uh, Creflo says is your, your eye gate, let's point, eye gate, your ear gate, and your mouth gate. Because I want to promise you, whatever's in your heart is going to come out. And we don't want to be deceived. We have to take and really go on the word of God. And going back to my uh, daughter talking about her, and she knows that I was going to say something. The very fact is her deceit went on for so long. I mean, it was just unfathomable. I just could not believe that she could think in that manner. Here's a girl that's been a missionary all around the world and has taught the word and knows the word and can quote the word and graduated from ORU. But the devil is a liar. He's a cheat. I want to tell you, turn to somebody and say, the devil's a big liar. Turn to somebody else. He's a super liar. And, he, and so he began to talk to her in those, those different ways. But as we began along and we prayed, we prayed. I want to tell you, maybe you don't. I, I just pray. I called every tower I knew to pray. I asked every friend I knew to pray. Because I want to tell you, God answers prayer. And I was going to, you know, I was going to be like Jacob who held onto the angel's leg, and he was not going to let go until he got his blessing. And I told her, I said, you can do whatever you want to do, but you're not going to win this. Devil, you're not having my child. And it took about, oh, a good six months. And you know, whenever you're in sin, what usually happens is you go try to hide. Some of you don't come to church. Some of you don't, you know, you just kind of hold back. She wouldn't come to church, but what she did was this. She would take and go, we wouldn't let her stay at home because she was in sin. So she would, took and found a place. You know the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's powerful. The Holy Spirit told me exactly where she was. And I knocked on the door to tell her I love her. She moved to another place. The same thing happened. I knocked on her door. See, God loves us, Danny. I felt I was standing in the gap for her. Letting her know that she's loved, even though you're not walking in the things of the Lord. About six months later, she walked in and she said, had her hands up going, I've been so deceived. I've been so deceived. I've been so deceived. And of course, we had a victory party. But the whole thing is that God doesn't, don't you think that God is sad whenever we are deceived? how it hurts his heart, and how that we have to guard our heart in all our ways and all the things that we do so that we do not disappoint him. There's a sheet that I just handed out to you, and it's kind of written like this, and I want you to read some of them to you. It says, God voice what? Steals you. Satan voice does what? And God's voice does what? He leads you, and Satan's voice does what? See, some people are going to try to push you into sin. you got to be careful who you hang around, who you talk with, how you talk, how you act. 
wherever you go, there's times that I've been in the grocery store. And I remember this one time, this lady just hit the back of my heels. And, you know, that hurts. And I flipped around, and you know what? It was one of our members. Thank God I held my peace. God's voice does what? Reassures you. Satan's voice what? Frightens you. We can become frightened as women, can't we? There's a lot of times that things go wrong with our kids or we just get this thing in our heart going, oh, there's something wrong. And Satan tries to frighten us. And what we have to do is we have to go to the Holy Spirit and say, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to accept that. God's voice does what? Enlightens you. And Satan's voice does what? Oh, this world, I want to tell you, most everybody is what? Got to see a psychologist. They got to have take the pills for this. They're so confused. It's because they're not walking with the Lord and that you are all called to be out there in the marketplace and that your heart has to be powerful enough, just like Samuel, that all of a sudden when you walk into their presence, there's something around you. You have an aura around you. You have the glory around you. But what you have to do is you have to look at this thing about the Holy Spirit and how he can take and fortify you. He can build you up. He can make you powerful. Turn to somebody and say, I am powerful. powerful. You are so powerful in Jesus' name. Amen. The other thing that Satan tries to do is that he's very sneaky. Just like he was sneaking in on my daughter and sneaking in. Have you ever had anybody, Satan, kind of sneak up on you and things happen? But, you know, the discernment of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The one thing that I found uh, that I think is a great example is this, of how Satan will take and, and really try to drop, 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 drop his jaws of teeth into us. You know, whenever that a leopard wants to catch his prey, the one thing that he does is that he nestles himself down into the grass and he's there very quietly. And what happens is a smell will emit from the leopard. And he begins, and that, then the winds will come and they will, you know, his prey will begin to smell that smell and they will come to him. Satan is such, such a deceiver that there are people out there trying to take and to put you into a trap. But we have to be all powerful. And when you are full of the Holy Spirit, I promise you that God will give you such an uh, intuition. He will give you such power that all of a sudden you'll have a check in your spirit. You know, you know it's not right. You know that you need to get away, that you need to move away. How many of you have ever have felt that before? I know I've felt it several times. Maybe you're in an area where there's danger, and the Holy Spirit will come to you and say, move, don't do this, don't do that. This is why we need to have a relationship with God, like Samuel. And uh, I know for the lack of time, I'm going to let you read some of the rest of this, but here's what I want to close on. Whenever Moses had led the children of Israel out and he was up on the mountain and he was up there and he said, oh God, I love you so much. Is there any way that I could see your face? And he says, no, you can't see my face, but you can see my hindquarters. And whenever he glared upon there, there was such a glory that came on Moses. There was such an anointing that came on him. Now, he had a relationship with God, and God could trust him with so much. So that whenever Moses came down off that mountain, remember they had to what? Put a veil in front of his face because the glory of the Lord was upon him. And this is what God wants us to do. He wants you and me to have such a relationship with him. And I want to tell you, it's work. And the only way you're going to get it is by, in his word and by talking to him. Just like I had to talk to my husband to get to know him more and more and more. And you have to talk to him and you have to commune with him and you have to do it on a daily basis. I don't know about you, but I have to have him all day long. 
I have to be in his presence. And you say, well, I don't have time to do that. Yes, you do. Because what you're going to do is God is walking with you. He is talking with you and you can talk to him. Whenever I'm out showing people properties or whatever I'm doing in the marketplace, I'm totally aware of the Holy Spirit. And I ask the Lord, even before I get up in the mornings and I'll say, God, how are you going to use me today? How are you going to make me my face to shine? How are you going to make me so powerful, oh Lord, that I can lead someone in to love you like I love you, God. And they'll even love you even more. Amen. God loves us and he wants your face to shine. Can you turn to somebody who says, my face is going to shine brighter now. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. And the other thing that I want to leave with you is this. We need to hide the word of God in our heart that we may not sin against him. Let's say it together. God, I want to hide the word of my heart that I will not sin against you. And when you hide that word there, God will, with the Holy Spirit's help, will make you begin to, that word will begin to actually, it becomes alive. And you'll be able to do it so easily. And if you have areas in your life that you're working with, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Maybe you have a trouble with anger. And the most important thing is if you have trouble with unforgiveness. I want to tell you, unforgiveness can eat you alive. There are so many people that are having issues and they're taking pills and they're, you know, so I've seen people bent over because they won't forgive. You know, what you have to do is uh, it is not worth it. It is not worth it, no matter what they have done to you. I could tell you things that people have done to me, how they, in the church, they've had a lawyer against me. They've told me things that I have done, and I wish I had known how to do that. I would have done it. But, you know, people will lie on you. They will take and do all kinds of things against you. But the one thing is I know is this. I'm going to forgive them because when I get to heaven, they're not going to be there. It's going to be me and Jesus, and I'm going to be nose to nose with him. And they're going to be the loser, and I'm going to be the winner. Amen? God loves us, and he wants us to have that relationship with him. Turn to somebody and say, how do you smell? How do you smell? Do you smell of his glory? Do you smell of the presence of God? God wants us to be a sweet-smelling savor unto him. And we can do that. If you're having trouble over overcoming some different things, maybe you are having trouble with unforgiveness or maybe you're having trouble with uh, a particular thing in your life that you've been trying to overcome, the one thing I say is this. Play some music. You remember when David was, uh, they had to calm the nerves of the king because he was so upset. I tell you, music, Christian music will take in and envelop you. It will change your whole life because, you know, your whole body is composed of this way. If you ever thought about it, your heart has a beat. It makes a sound. Even if you've ever had a nerve test, that makes a beat. It makes a sound. Whenever you have an EK, what does they call it? Whenever you do the brain waves, they have a sound. Our whole body has sound because it says in the Bible, it says what? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So let's say it together. Let everything. So you can praise the Lord all day long, even whenever you don't feel you have peace. You begin to play the music, and you begin to have a song in your heart, and you'll say to yourself, I really should be upset. I really should be angry of how that person talked to me. I really should do this. I really should, should do that. But God, here's the important thing. I choose to be in your presence. I choose to have a relationship with him. I choose not to worry. I choose not to be angry. God, I choose to be in your presence. And everybody said, Amen. I could go on, but I'm going to turn it over. No, I'm going to turn it over to you. I know. No, it's all right. I will leave you with this song. You know, uh, this was in, um, how many of you know Benny Hinn? So Benny Hinn in his church, his, uh, 
daughter and her son, his son-in-law, have what they call Jesus image in uh, Orlando, Florida. And I tell you, it is an amazing, amazing church. Almost all the people that go there are young adults. And they're all really excel in music and so forth. So this is Stephanie that's talking about the face of God, about God, show me your face. And if you just listen to it, I handed out the words to you. And I really think it could be effective. You know, God, just show me your face. God wants us to talk to him. He wants us to dwell with him. How many of you know you're going to really work on your relationship with God? I'm going to put both my arms up because I really want to work on him more and more. God, I really want to love you more and more and more. Uh, you know, God can use us in so many ways, and we're so powerful. I do want to say, turn to the person and say, I am powerful. Amen. Here we go. Look at the words. Lord Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. David knew there was something more Mm. than the ark of your presence.
I just thank you because your presence is here. Lord, I thank you that you're going to meet some needs today, Lord. God, I know that we are standing before you, are sitting before you now, Lord, looking to you. And God, all those things in our life that we've been trying to figure out, trying to wonder how we can get to the next minute or how we can get to the next day. Lord, we just want to lay that on the altar now. We want to say, God, we have to lean on you. And that you know, we know that you love us so much. That God, that you are going to show us through the Holy Spirit of how to work out those things. And God, even if it takes a long time, we're going to have peace. Because you said, this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice in it. And we will not worry about yesterday or tomorrow. We'll worry about today. And God, we seek your face. We seek your presence, oh God. We just say, Lord, we love you. We love you, God. We love you, Lord. We love you, God. And we love your presence, Lord. God, I thank you for every woman that is here today. God, empower her. Empower her with your presence. Empower her, God, with the desire to seek your face like never before. Because, Lord, I know the desire of your heart is to just bless us and to bless us and bless us so that we can just have a glorious time on this earth that you have created. I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you, oh God. I just thank you. Let's just raise our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you, God. Lord, we just thank you in all things. And we give you the glory, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, O Lord. We exalt your name. We say, holy, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord. God, we come before you with a humble heart, God, and say, holy, holy are you, O God. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, O God, give peace when there's no peace. Oh, Holy Spirit, we love you, O God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Oh God, for those that need answers, oh God. Lord, I pray that you would give them answers today. Oh, let them put it on the altar and say, God, I give it to you. You answered, oh Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Father God, for your goodness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your covering over us. I thank you for the face of Jesus that we worship. Let's just worship the face of Jesus just for a few more minutes. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We see your face, O oh God. I thank you, Father. Oh, we see the face of Father God and Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ who gave his life for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Precious, precious Holy Spirit, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that we are a living testimony of your goodness. We're a living testimony of your faithfulness, not only unto us, but our families and our friends. I thank you, Father. I bless your name. I say blessings, blessings to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's stand up. Oh, glory to your name. Glory, glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, how we just say thank you, Father. We say yes and amen. Yes and amen to the things of God. Yes and amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The goodness of our God and King. Oh, I thank you, Father. Yes, Jesus. Oh, yes, Father. Oh, I thank you, Father God. I thank you. Such love, Lord, that we have to give. We have the love in our hearts that we need to give out to others, and we do give it out to others. And we have more to give out to others as well. I thank you for this wonderful body. I thank you for these wonderful women that have so much power. They've got power in their hands, they've got power in their prayers. They've got power in their speech because they have the glory of the Lord upon their face as never before. So, Lord, I thank you that we're going to shine for you. We're going to shine like the brightest of lights that we know here on earth. I know that the light will dispel all the darkness that we're feeling around us. And I thank you that we're going to have testimonies this next week or so. You know, when you're on the job and people are just lost in their darkness, and what are you going to do? You're going to give them a random act of kindness with your mouth. Even if they say something that, you know, they shouldn't have. Or, you know, a lot of people are just angry. They're so upset about life. And they're frustrated with kids. They're frustrated with relationships. I know that we are at times in the church, you know. When you're serving the Lord, things happen. I mean, we were raised in a crazy home, you know, but mother said, we're going on with God, you know, my dad dropped off by the wayside, but she stayed with him, and then he came to the Lord at 86, so hallelujah, you know, but I, I, I believe it's a quick work these days, we don't have to, we don't have to wait a long time anymore, it's a quick work that God is doing with our families, it's a quick work he's doing with friends, yeah. You know, God can use the, what, uh, unusual things to confound the wise, can he? One of the things that uh, I've had so many testimonies in the class, and this is one thing I wanted to give out to you. You know, we have the power to anoint ourselves for God to heal us. We have the power to anoint ourselves whenever situations are not the way they, they're supposed to be, and we need more power. Amen? Yeah. 
So what I have prepared is these little uh, vials of oil, and they've been prayed for by many people. And I want you to know, but this is only a point of contact. This is just oil, okay? This is not anything to be worshipped at. But I want to tell you, some of the testimonies that I've had are just amazing. How that, you know, God can use whatever he chooses to use, amen? And I'm at the point, if I have to get in a bucket of oil, or if I have to get in a tub of oil, whatever, you know, I need to do to move on of the things that I've got going on, I want it all. I want everything. You can be mad at me. You can cuss me out. You can say whatever you want. But I want to tell you something. I made my mind up. I'm going on with the Lord. You can tell tales about me. You can gossip about me. I don't care. Just enjoy yourself. Because the Lord is my strength. And I'm going like a flint toward him. So I'm going to hand these. You can take one. Let's, let's and them out. Um, I want us to break up in twos or threes if we have, you know, not just two people, two people, but if there's other ones, then we'll just do them by twos or threes, and I want you to anoint one another and pray over each other before we leave, uh, and Janie's going to be here to pray with you if you'd like some personal prayer from her. I want to welcome Tess Johnson today, our sweet Tess. Let's give her a good hand. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tess, you've done so many teas for us. You've brought those dishes. I'm telling you. We've driven everywhere with your dishes, you know. Then you'd bring them back over here. Then you'd take them to another place. Thank you so much for all of your blessings that you have given us. But we just love you. And we're so delighted that you're here today. Amen. Amen. And we have Juanita. She has her visitor. It's her neighbor. Is that correct? Yes. So welcome. And her, just everybody say hello to her later. Her name is Vani with a V. I love that, Vani. Anybody else have brought someone? Or All right, Rella, you brought someone with you. She's asleep right now, but uh, welcome, little baby doll. Uh, anybody else uh, that we don't know? I think we know everybody here. Okay, so let's pass those out. And once you get them, just start praying for your neighbor, okay? Yep.